Welcome to the First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast, where we break down Bendis' iconic run on Ultimate Spider-Man, issues 1 through 160 in Earth 1610. I'm Sick Zach, and I'm joined today by Healthy John. John, how we doing? Wow, how the tables have turned since last uh, episodes. I know. Oh, I'm doing great. I'm sorry to hear you're sick. Yeah. Um, listeners, now, yeah. It, if um, you haven't noticed, uh, this podcast has not been at 100% health for about a month now. So just know that we love you. And we I are, wouldn't say that long. We are. Well, no, because we skipped a week. So that's true. For t- to them, it has been about three weeks to a month. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the day will eventually come where we can't record an episode and no. you just get nothing that no. week. But just know we have tried our darndest to not make that happen yet. So speaking of, I, I think I've got a bone to pick with the way we title our episodes again. Uh-oh. I know I I do this every every 25 episodes or something, but... I don't think that the bonus episodes, uh, you know, those should be bonuses. So if we're using those to substitute an actual episode, you know, I, I feel like we're letting the listeners down. That's not a bonus. That's just a normal episode, right? A bonus would imply something they don't normally get. I'm just trying to look out for the webheads. Webheads, write in. Tell us if you're disappointed that we give you bonuses. In, ter- in replacement of the normal episodes. I get what you're saying, but like, how else are they supposed to know, oh, this doesn't actually follow the series that we're in. This is just a separate fun thing we wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they're not. I'm just, I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> um, I know. So wait, did you did something fun last time. Yeah, spoke, right. Where that's you going somewhere. Yeah, that's why I'm sick. Uh, had a great week. Went to Florida. Went um, tubing in like crystal clear water in Jenny Springs. Went oh. to uh, the Magic Kingdom for a day, and then we did um, three days at a music festival in Gainesville. It's just called Fest, and it was like the best weekend of my life. And nice. There's this thing, John, called the festival flu. Where whenever you're just around like big crowds of people who came from all over the world and you're all breathing on each other and singing along to the same songs, yeah. it's like a certainty that you're going to catch something. Yeah. And I, I tried to prepare for it. I was um, taking emergency. You were ta- and- take it, taking your zinc and your <laughs> vitamin C. For real. I was loading up <laughs> on all of that stuff. And I have about a 50-50 history of like that saving me. Or, like, I still get sick anyways. Yeah. And I got sick. Well, it's just the price you pay for a great weekend. It is. So now I've got 101 degree fever. And this is the first day my voice has even been, like, good enough to talk. So let's let's see if I remember these issues I read an hour ago. (laughs) So I, I just happened to speak to someone last night who was at Magic Kingdom, like this past weekend um, in a crazy coincidence. And he was telling me that there is, he rode this ride at magic kingdom that was Tron. And I was like, I just was there last year and I don't remember. And he said it was new. Did you happen to ride like a Tron ride over by space mountain? 
I didn't. I saw it, and it was one of those things where you had to, like, virtually queue in on the app, and I missed the chance to do that. Okay. You said it was pretty fun. It it looked big and shiny and cool. And I everything. was gonna ask you. I was gonna see what you thought of it, but well, nope. that's okay. Space Mountain's the best one. Did you do that? Oh, of course. There you go. It was like one of the first things we did. Oh um, well, what were you up to? Did you do anything fun? Oh my gosh, have I? No, I was. I told Zach I was sick. Also. <laughs> We both got sick. I I had COVID as you as the listeners know, and and then the students got me sick when I went back to school. So you know, but but now I'm like at peak health. I had some Sudafed, and my doctor prescribed me something, and I'm all better, Zach. Well, so that's good. my recommendation. Sudafed, the kind that you make meth with, not the other kind. That doesn't work. My doctor I, told me. I didn't know you can make meth with Sudafed. Really? You, Was that you didn't on Breaking, watch Breaking Bad or Dad? something? I did. <laughs> I guess I just missed that part. Yeah, and, that, and yeah, they have they like keep the Sudafed like behind the counter, even though it's like an over the counter drug because they don't want people coming. Anyway, that like brings me to something I was gonna say for the end of the episode. Should we just talk about it now? Sure. I have been watching <laughs> Better Call Saul. Have you ever seen that? Oh, dude, I tried it, like, early on when it was coming out, and I just could not get into it. Really? Okay. I'm I'm pretty, uh, like, I'm, I'm binging it right now, you could say. You know, it's not nearly as good as Breaking Bad, but I'm still hooked. Yeah. So, it's pretty good. Maybe give it another shot, or you that's, don't have to. It's that's fine. That's good. I will say, I haven't had the chance to watch any TV but when yeah. I do, I am excited to watch Gen V because I, I was going to say put that put put Better Call Saul on the list below Gen V and Loki on your to watch list. Yeah, um, I keep seeing people on Twitter say Gen V is like the best depiction of X Men they've ever seen, and like, oh, this character is oh. such an Emma Frost, and I'm like, if you want to sell something to me, that's what you say. It's really, really good. Um, and the finale is actually tonight. The finale will, will be available like in a half hour. So the second we hop, this was another thing I was going to talk about after the show. We're getting into all this stuff too early, Zach. Oh no. Um, but, but, like as soon as we hop off, uh, yeah, I'll probably watch that. And I'm sure it'll be awesome. Nice. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to, it. I'm looking forward to starting that. Yeah. Um, you know what I have been watching lately, though? What? The second season of um, The Wheel of Time. Have you ever given that a chance? No, I don't even know what that is. So it's an Amazon show. It's like uh, based off of this like series of fantasy books that my sister read a long time ago and told me about. And it's pretty good. Apparently, the books are like way better than the show. A lot of people don't actually like the show. But I like the show, so I'm like wow, the books just must be really good because I think What's it's all it great. Um, so basically, it's like the the world keeps kind of reincarnating and going through like these different ages and life cycles on like an endless loop. So like it technically takes place in the same world that we're living in now. 
But depending on how you think of it, it's either way in the distant past, like before any recorded history we know, or it's way in the future. Um, so like some oh. of the stuff that like from our world has kind of survived onto them either as like relics that they don't understand or like as like myths that have kind of been changed up a little bit. And there's like this magical power source that they've figured out how to come in contact with and, you know, like monsters and witches and mysticism and everything. It's it's pretty much just like a standard um, action adventure fantasy quest. But like once you have that understanding that it takes place in our world, that's kind of what I found interesting. I'm just waiting yeah. for them to like stumble upon the golden arches of the McDonald's, like buried under the sand and not know what it means. Oh, that, that sounds really cool. There's how many seasons are there now? Just two. Yeah, just two. Um, there's uh, a ton I could, of, books. I could get caught up with that in a day. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else? I'm get, let's save it. Okay. Let's save it so we've got some stuff after to, to talk about. Oh, boy. All right. So let's get into a word from our sponsor and then talk about these issues. Every business says they're better. But the ones that earn and display the BBB seal back it up. It instantly identifies businesses that are committed to operating with integrity, honoring promises, and telling the truth. Makes you wonder why every business doesn't have it. So look for it, because it's looking out for you. That's why it's the sign of a better business. And find a better business anytime at bbb.org. And we're back. Let's go. It's been too long. I know. I felt like like Peter Parker not being Spider-Man. You know, that's how, almost how I felt, kind of. Not reading Spider-Man for a couple weeks. You didn't know what to do with yourself without this pod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, exactly. It did feel strange to me as well. I like, you know, I, obviously I was at a music festival on Sunday, but I was like checking my phone just to make sure it actually uploaded like I said it to. Um, Gosh, I just thought of, you know, it, it was Halloween just like two days ago, right? Oh, yeah. How was your Halloween um, good. It was actually snowing here, so we didn't get anyone knocking yeah. or anything. It was, it was, it was snowing here also. Um, we got one family of trick-or-treaters, three kids. So, so we just have like a million pieces of leftover candy that I, that I took into the school, obviously. But, yeah, uh, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. I feel bad and for all the kids. kids. Dude, they're soft. When we were kids, we would have gone out in that, right? Like, well, also when we were kids, I don't think climate change was such that it was snowing in Indiana in October. I think that there were probably some pretty cold Halloweens. I like remember, you know, there were some that were like pretty miserable to be outside in, but you still go out there and trick or treat because, like, it's Halloween. I mean, it's. What, are you not going to open saying. up presents on Christmas because it's warm? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was disappointed. I was disappointed that there were no kids. And it seems like there's fewer and fewer every year, even when it's not snowing. So I, I think um, these, you know, maybe it's the parents. I don't know. Yeah. 
I know this is just anecdotal, but when I was like 10, I was at my grandparents' house for Thanksgiving, and it was like snowing hard. And I can remember thinking, that's weird. It's snowing on Thanksgiving. And so <laughs> clearly, you know, that that isn't as strange yeah. as I thought it was when I was 10. But I do think there's something to the fact that it starts snowing earlier and earlier, yeah. earlier and yeah, earlier was, every was, year. Now. It was pretty it was pretty crazy. Yeah. That's that's great. Winter is getting longer and longer every year. That's awesome. Love it. <laughs> um, okay, should we let, let's do this. Issue sixty-eight. This one's called Popular, and we get Spider-Man and the Human Torch on the front cover. Pretty uh pretty exciting stuff just to start. Yeah. And um it's written by Brian Michael Bendis, penciled by Mark Bagley, inked by Scott Hanna, colorist J.D. Smith, and letters by Chris Eliopoulos. And we actually open on the Baxter Building, right in the heart of Manhattan. And Reed Richards and Sue Storm are talking to Johnny. And I wrote this at the time, but what what is the full-on like relationship of the Fantastic Four? So... Uh, Johnny is Sue's brother. Sue is in uh, the regular universe is married to Reed, but in this universe, I think they're just dating at this point. And then Ben is Reed's best friend. So it's oh like gosh. kind of a, a family dynamic. Dude, I'm like so stupid. I, I was, I was, I knew that part that you just told me. And for some reason I was like, so why is Sue's last name Storm? Because she should be Sue Richards because they're married. Or she should be... And I, I don't know what I was thinking Johnny's last name was. I, maybe I was thinking like Torch. <laughs> and, and I was like, so why would she be Storm? Who's Storm? And anyway, now I just remembered it's Johnny Storm, right? Yeah. So that's why... Yeah, okay. So she just has her maiden name going. Yep. Um, okay. I do have a fun fact about the Baxter building that I recently yes. found out. So I, I, you know how you just, you get into like the Wikipedia, you know, yep. slump and you just find things on the internet that there's no context. Don't ask how I found this. <laughs> I looked up what should be the actual address of the Baxter building. Cause they've like said in the comics, Oh, it's at the corner of this street and this street. And there is like the newest skyscraper in New York. And it's like also the newest um, observation deck in New York. It's a really popular tourist attraction. It's right next door to Grand Central. It's uh, the one Vanderbilt building. That is what should be the Baxter building. And that's cool because, you know, when they started like giving it that address in the comics, like what, however many decades ago, it was probably just like a regular four or five story office building or whatever. And now is that the address in the, in the comic one Vanderbilt? They, it, they don't give an address, but they give like a corner, the corner? a street corner okay. that it's located at. And that is now where one Vanderbilt sits. Oh, so if you're in wow. New York or if you ever visit New York and you go to the one Vanderbilt observation deck, you can pretend that's where the fantastic four live. That is a fun fact. Okay, dude, that's awesome. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> um, so we're at one Vanderbilt, and Sue <laughs> tells Johnny and Ben 
she's like, Reed and I work all day, and you and Ben just sit around playing video games. And Johnny, you've got to go get your high school diploma. And Johnny kind of fights back. He's like, well, you don't even have your high school diploma. And she's like, well, I have four doctorates. So, And he's like, well, you still didn't graduate high school. And then Sue asks why he won't go back to graduate. And he erupts into flames and says, this is why I'm a freaking superhero. I'm going to be rich and famous, so why bother? And I'm going to be up to my elbows with the honeys. And uh, Sue yells back that they're dead. So Johnny, Johnny wants to go public as the Fantastic Four. So everyone knows he's a superhero. And Sue yells back that their dad won't, won't let them go public until Johnny gets his high school diploma. So Johnny and Ben both agree that he should go back to high school so he can meet some high school hotties. And Johnny says, nothing fancy, though, talking about the type of school he wants to go to. Just some, and and it's kind of, I think it's kind of funny how they do these lines because we kind of like see it zoom out from our perspective of the, of their conversation as he's like, nothing fancy, just some normal high school, you know, in the middle of Queens. And I don't know, it like, it does a fun job of like leading you in to be like, oh, okay, he's, he's about to go to high school with Peter Parker. You know, that's why he's on the cover of this issue. Right, so I, I so I like that. What did you think of our setup scene here, Zach? I mean, it, you kind of have to suspend your dis- disbelief a little bit, you know. It's about what? Just the whole premise for one that they think it's going to like matter that he doesn't have a high school diploma, and then the fact that he's the one who says, it's "Okay, important to finish high school." Even, or maybe even you could say, especially if you're someone who can like set anything on fire with the touch of your finger. Now he can set anything on fire with the touch of his finger and he knows Pythagorean's theorem. Exactly. So, you know, that's important stuff. (laughs) I also thought it was strange that he's kind of like characterized here as like, I don't know, being maybe immature and materialistic and flashy. But then he says, Wasn't okay, that, that, but yeah, okay, set me on. up at, set me up somewhere normal and unsuspecting like Queens. Yeah. I, that's, that's how I've like only ever seen him be, you know, when Chris Evans was him, wasn't, I mean, he was like, like he was basically like this character, right? Yeah. Like a slacker, like whatever. How can you have a character named the human torch and him not be a hot shot? Yeah. Um, so he's supposed to be in high school age is I guess what, it, or, or maybe like senior seems year like, type of stuff or something or. Yeah. It seems like here he's maybe like a few years older than our other high schoolers. Um, but I think like in the main Marvel universe, I always think of like him and the original five X-Men and Spider-Man as all being the same age. Like they were all in high okay. school in 1963. Yeah. Okay, so so let's just get this right out there because I was also thinking right away. Well, well you know, because in the very next right, we know he's going to go to Peter's high school. So I was immediately thinking, shouldn't they know? Don't they know what high school he goes to? Because we've read issues with Peter part with with Spider Man meeting the X Men. I think multiple times. Even you mean the Fantastic oh, Four? Yeah, I'm sorry, the Fantastic Four. Yep. 
I think even multiple times, and they know who he is every time. Like their computer is always like Peter Parker. This, you know, and then didn't he like show up one time and like get them coffee or something? And I don't know. We've we've seen two different times where they just know who he is without yep. even trying to. You know. So let's so let's think about those issues. So one of them was in Dan, John Mafood, Dan Mafood. What's the yeah. name? Jim Mafood. That's it. That's it. The name known in infamy around here. Yeah. Um, so Jim that one, we say on this pod, no, we're nice. Jim, yeah. food, if you want to come on the pod, we'll be nice to you. Yeah, um, we will. We will. <laughs> so that one, I don't know if you remember this. It had its own multiversal designation. I, I it was like, okay. okay. It was like maybe close to the ultimate universe, but just too silly for them to actually consider it real. See, I did. I did remember that one was like a silly one that had like different universes coming in or something like that. And it was like, yeah. So, so I do remember that one. But the second one was like a real issue. The second one was the ultimate Spider-Man super special. That was like supposed to be the wrap up issue for, um, team up. Right. And I think the problem with that still was uh, Bendis thought he was introducing the Fantastic Four for the Ultimate Universe. And that actually wasn't a right that they were like willing to give him because Ultimate Fantastic Four was like the last kind of major book that was launched. It came out in like 2003 or 2004. So if he wrote that issue in 2002, thinking the Fantastic Four already exists, they're already a thing in this universe, then like he has to kind of undo that. That that becomes not continuity the second they release Ultimate Fantastic Four and say, "Hey, look, these guys are just starting out." Okay, so, so I think and, that's and it- interesting that in these issues we see him hit some of the same beats that he hit in that issue. It's clearly there's like a certain dynamic that he wants to create between specifically Peter and Johnny. And it's like they said, okay, that last issue you did with them is not canon anymore. And he got right to work basically redoing that. Okay. So the Fantastic Four series, did it like just start before this happened? Like I'm guessing it was very new. Yes. I looked it up. This is 2004. It started in either 2003 or 2004. Hmm. Okay. Okay, so we'll suspend our disbelief there and say that they've never met before, even though we read that they did two different issues. I guarantee you Bendis is unhappy about it, too. (laughs) That's funny. Um, So we immediately cut from the Baxter building to Peter Parker at high school getting tripped by like a huge dork falling and dropping all of his books and it's Kong that tripped him and Peter gets up and yells at Kong and why would Kong trip him? They're buds. I'm so disappointed in him. Me too. I was like, what Kong? You know, so and and Peter is is like kind of saying the same thing but then I was thinking, oh, but that was interesting when Zach was like, do we think Kong knows he's Spider-Man? Is there a chance Kong is just like trying to get a quick reaction out of them? Like, 
he trips him and sees him catch himself really quickly just on on a reflex and I don't know. It I don't know. This this whole interaction just doesn't make a lot of sense. The only thing I can think is Flash is standing right over Kong's shoulders and he laughs. So it's like maybe Kong's yeah. doing it for Flash's approval. Yeah, that's probably what's happening. So the so so Peter kind of gets in his face and the whole school's chanting for them to fight. And we see Johnny Storm in, in really cool guy clothes standing and watching. And Liz Allen looks at him and gets a bunch of hearts around her head. And just then a teacher comes up and yells at all the kids to go to lunch. And do did you see the teacher's name? Because it, it's pretty um like centered on the page, I would say. He's his door says John Williamson. Yeah, is that a person? Do, do you, is that an important Not person? Not that I know of. Okay. Okay, I was I was wondering if you would know if that was some, like a Marvel person or not. Just a shot in the dark. If it's not like some comic person that I'm not thinking of, maybe they're doing like what Art Tabear did that one time and they just put someone's name that they know yeah. in there. Yeah, probably. They're like, okay, I'll put you up. Yeah, I'll put you in this issue. Just, yeah. you know, and that'd be kind of fun. Um, So MJ and Liz are yelling at Kong and Flash about tripping Peter while he he's just like on the ground forever picking up his books. Like he seems so helpless in this scene to me. Like he gets tripped like a big dork. He's like, can't pick up his books. His girlfriend and her friend are like yelling at the big bully while he's like stumbling over himself. I don't know. I didn't like it, but they were yelling at Kong and flash and they were like, this is why no one will ever go out with either of you. No girl thinks all this stuff is funny. And then Flash tells tells MJ he gets plenty, and MJ says, "Well, Peter gets more than you do." And Flash says, "It's he, he not in these exact words, but he says it's about quality, not quantity." And uh, man, that's pretty clever. That's a pretty quick quick uh, comeback there from him. That's like MJ freaks out. <laughs> that's like the most brain cells he's used this entire series <laughs> i was like he said that and i was like oh that's a good one he got her uh, i like i like the, the panel MJ's not quality not that MJ's not quality but it's just a good little comeback you know it's mean but it was kind of <laughs> funny and then we get a we get a fun panel of her face just dropped like she can't believe flash just got her yeah, and she, and Peter has to like hold her back as she's like trying to like kick after, kick and run after him. But once again, not only you know Peter, it, what are you doing? You're not standing up for your girl. You just like got punked so hard, and he I mean, did the same thing last issue. It was Flash giving MJ a hard time and getting in her face, and he just stood by watching. Dude, just because you're like. A superhero doesn't mean you can't just like be a normal person also. You don't have to be this pushover in real life. You know, sometimes you can stand up for yourself and your girlfriend, but he's got no compunctions fighting a dude <laughs> in like a suit with powers, but he just is like the world's biggest pacifist yeah. at just school. Just go give him a shove, you know? Say, hey I mean, man, he, not cool. He, he just called your girlfriend like 
easy or slutty or something, you know, like you have some sort of a response. But anyway, it's cool. Um, so Liz tells Peter, so Flash, Flash and Kong walk away and MJ, Liz and, and Peter are all there. And Liz is like, Peter, go away really quickly. I, I have to have a girl talk with MJ. And from where they are talking, Peter can hear that she's asking MJ to go and talk to this new cute guy at school for her. And MJ's like, no. And she's like, yeah. And and she's like, Liz, guys like self-confidence these days, okay? And she's like, Peter, come over here. And Peter and Liz are both like, oh, no. And she's like, Peter, don't guys like self-confidence these days? And oh my gosh and peter's like guys make skanky outfits so um liz begs mj for help and mj says that he's too hot for her anyways he's just gonna be a jerk and treat her badly and peter is like that's a stereotype that us hot guys don't really appreciate you know i'm offended by that stereotype and also that's so mean to say to your friend (laughs) this guy's Dude, too hot for you when 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 she started saying that and she's like he's too hot for her i was like oh my gosh that's so mean and then she was like he's gonna be a jerk and that's what she means they don't it's even know the guy mean. yeah um but man this this just she's uh it's rolling with the jokes you know and i'm digging them they're landing at least for me so we're in the cafeteria and Johnny's eating all alone and his food is kind of cold. So he gives a little zap with his finger to heat it up and he immediately gets a phone call and it's Reed Richards telling him not to use his powers. And it turns out the watch he's wearing is a monitor. And just as they're talking, MJ walks up to the table and Johnny hangs up the phone. And gosh, is this... um? Is this like a bit early for cell phones? Is is that supposed to be like some advanced technology that's like a cool thing to have? You know, like Reed Richards must have made this. Or were cell phones around back then? I think it's definitely a status symbol. I think in think. the last scene, we saw that he was like maybe texting on it in school. Yeah. And I think that was supposed to be kind of a status hmm. symbol. I don't know. You were older know, than, two, two, than yeah, me in 2004. Two, let's see. 2004. Um, people are probably getting cell phones about that time because I got one later than a lot of my popular peers. <laughs> and I got it the summer going into high school, which I think would have been 2005. So they're probably pretty new at this point. Kids having cell phones. Yeah. So, okay. Not everyone would be carrying it. He's a cool guy. He looks the part. Yep. I think. So, so MJ walks up to the table and um, she's like, hi, my name is Mary Jane Watson Parker. And that's kind of a a throwback joke because Liz, when, when Liz, Peter and her are talking earlier in the issue, she's, she's like, okay, Mary Jane Watson Parker, you guys are so getting married. So now Mary Jane walks up and she's like a little flustered because this guy's so cute and she says her name's Mary Jane Watson Parker. I mean Mary Jane Watson. And then they have a bit of back and forth and they're they're kind of flirting just a little bit and MJ's like, "Um, I'm not interested in you. I have a boyfriend and Peter is a great guy." 
but do you like blondes? And MJ gets, or uh, and Johnny gets a face about him, and MJ starts telling him about her friend Liz that likes him, and they usually hang out in the parking lot after school before going to the mall, and he should come hang out. And and Johnny seems pretty interested. Seems like he's going to come hang out. And then we, yep. What do you think, Zach? Were you about to say something? Are you noticing that like she's wearing her hair differently now? Mary Jane. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I guess I do notice now that you say that, but I wouldn't have like thought the- it was, I wouldn't have thought it was different. I would have just thought it was like, I don't know. Does she always wear it in the same style? Every issue? She hasn't had these two really long bangs up until this issue that I've noticed. It, it's got me wondering, was that like in vogue then? Or is that supposed to look like some celebrity? Hmm. No, I don't know. I don't know. It's a nice little style. Yeah. I like the fact that in this series, people can kind of change up like how they wear their hair or what clothes they're in or whatever. But yeah. I didn't know if this was meant to be anything more than that. So we're in the parking lot and Liz and Johnny are talking. They're already like talking in the distance. So they're like hitting it off. And MJ is like, you know why I'm being so cute lately? Because I'm hoping you snap out of it. And Peter says, I will. Gwen's still dead. And Mary Jane tells him that it it still isn't his fault and that she misses her too. And then they say that they love each other. And it's kind of, it's kind of nice and sweet. You know, the, the Peter, Peter's obviously still, you know, pretty broken up about everything. And then MJ gets excited and she says they want him to, they want to plan. She wants them to plan a really nice and fancy date, like at a nice restaurant and they'll get dressed up and, um, they both agree that they'll scrape some money together over the next couple of weeks and go on this really nice date. And they're totally happy and smiling. And MJ says, wow, I really like this. You not being Spider-Man so much anymore thing. And Peter kind of turns away. And I don't, I don't know what his, um, what his like deal is. No, not his deal, but what, what emotion he's conveying here. Like, uh, like like sadness or or maybe like even like a a twinge of like embarrassment that he messed up i don't know or just like i was thinking the first thing i thought was disgusted but it's not disgusted definitely it's just he just turns away he just you know can't can't stand to hear that kind of i think for some reason i don't know i read it as maybe conflicted like he knows he probably should be spider-man yeah but there's nothing in the text that supports that that's just like how i want to read him yeah and and so peter turns away and mj's like oh see what i did there i had you and i lost you and then they both get called back over by liz and liz tells them that she got a date with johnny they're going to the beach on friday but mj and peter have to come also so mj looks at peter and she's like we're going to the beach friday night and Peter's not very interested. He just says, meh. And MJ and Liz look at him and MJ says, bikinis. And Peter's face lights up. And he's like, okay. Real quick. <laughs> did you catch what beach they're going to? Uh, Without even looking, it's Rockaway Beach. Because it's a song. That's the only reason I remember that. 
Yes. So again, there's always like an inherent connection between the Ramones and Spider-Man because they're both from Forest Hills, New York. The Ramones recorded a cover of the Spider-Man theme song. Like any way they can work in a subtle Ramones reference into Spider-Man comics, uh, you know, a lot of writers will will do that. Wow. There have been a lot of good fun facts in this episode so far, I think. Look at me. I'm like a Snapple. And we're not red. even halfway done. I don't know that I have any more, but <laughs> just think on those. Mold well, that even, over. Two, even two is a, is a good amount, I think. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I, I was about to say... I don't. I don't know who sings that song, "Rockaway Beach." And you are you. So that's like another fun fact that you gave me because now I know it's the Ramones, and I didn't even have to ask. Interesting. I yeah. don't think of it as like a popular song on its own. I feel like you have to listen to the Ramones to hear it. Maybe I'm wrong, but that is interesting that someone would know the song but not the band. Like I, I don't think of you, that as their hit. I bet you more people listening would. Just know the song that goes rock, rock, rock away beach more than they know that the Ramones sung that song. You know what? Now I'm going to look up to see if that's even their original song or if there's it's like a cover. Oh, <laughs> we've we've done it again. We've derailed the issue. <laughs> yeah, it's OK. So it's definitely theirs, but they wrote it in the style of the Beach Boys. Because I started to get worried. I was that like, "That makes sense." That that yeah. Because they they like cover songs. Hmm. Well, look at that. That's another fun fact. Oh my god. Okay, oh, at this point, I don't know how many we like, like a snapple. Yeah, I, I truly don't think I have any more for this episode. <laughs> we'll see. So they're at the beach. And the girls are oogling Johnny, who's out in the water. And Kong is with them. It's just like the friends. It's just the double date and Kong. What's what's with this relationship? I don't know. That That is weird. And, um, yeah, like I said, they're just kind of oogling Johnny. And then uh, they, they decide to go get some food. And so they go to the bonfire. And all the kids are just kind of like chatting and and talking about the Spider-Man adventures that have been going on in the school. They're like, yeah, then there was this big goblin and uh, he might have been one of our dad's friends or something. But we don't really know. And, you know, that kid hasn't been here since then. So, And Johnny is like psyched. He's like, oh, my God, you guys saw Spider-Man. I love that guy. And Peter kind of looks sad. But then MJ just grabs him and they sort of just like look at each other and they they are just kind of like happy and smiling in their own world as the group talks about Spider-Man around them. And it's like they don't even hear him. And it's pretty cute. Lots of good moments. And then one of the kids is like, why do you like Spider-Man? He wears a creepy mask. What do you like about him? And Johnny stands up and he gives an impassioned speech about how Spider-Man stands up for people and he always helps no matter what the what the press is saying about him. And he isn't paying attention and he accidentally catches his arm on fire in the bonfire. And his whole body starts to be engulfed in the flames. And um, 
then we see Johnny in like full on human torch mode and he says, uh, I can explain this. And the issue ends. Nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, well, you have a scale gosh, for us? I no, I don't actually. I rated it, but I don't have a scale. I forgot. How, how do you still forget stuff like that? Like 45 <laughs> episodes in. I don't know. You know, I'd give you a pass <laughs> if you were still feeling sick, but. I know. Yeah, I know. I, um, how about out of see. 10 fun facts? Oh, I love it. Okay. The, okay. You, you give me your, you give me what you think about this. Because, you know, yeah. I, I feel like I talked about it a lot already. I'm going to give it an eight and a half out of ten fun facts. Why? Oh, man. You know, I just eat up the high school drama bits of this. <laughs> and um, I was really excited to see Johnny get introduced to the friend group. It feels like the friend group has been so stagnant for a while. I mean, they've lost members. They've lost uh, Harry and they've lost Gwen, but they haven't really had like a new person come in. And I thought like, while you were describing that conversation of them talking about, Oh yeah, the green goblin. And we don't, we think it was this person's dad, but we don't really know what the deal is with that. Like if you were a new kid at this school, this would all sound so crazy. Yeah. But it's like, these people just take it all for granted. It's, I don't know. Yeah. It was just fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. I yeah I so you know I don't like eat up the high school stuff as much as you do I don't think but um all, all of the scenes with them in this issue they were I thought just thought that they were pretty good 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 conversations and uh you know had a lot of good high school moments so I think that this is as high as I can rate an issue that doesn't have like any spider-manning or like villainy in it which is also an eight and a half fun facts out of ten and that's what you wanted right you wanted spider-man no more for a while oh i mean yeah i i guess i did also put here you know there was a solid mention of gwen which i did appreciate because that is what i wanted i did want uh i did want him spider-manning no more and just like crying because one of his best friends died for for a bit of time you know but is he spider-manning no more didn't we see him spider-man in the last issue or or is he still has he still not put the suit back on since everything happened with with carnage i think he's maybe hesitantly spider-manning oh he did that stupid ass thing with wolverine i forgot if he if he still considers himself spider-man i think it's much less frequent Okay, and we do hear that from MJ. Yeah. Um So yeah, I, I, I thought yeah, I thought this was a good one. It was just a funny, well paced issue. Yeah. All right. So if we don't have anything else on that, um I can take us into issue sixty nine. Nice. Nice. Wow. I'm good glad one. we both knew we'd only get one <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> this whole sure series. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And we took it. Yep. So I'm going to try and do this without my voice breaking. Best. Oh, no. We lost Zach. 
Oh my gosh, this could be devastating for the pod. Zach just randomly disconnected on me. Oh, and he might be coming back. Are you back? I th- I think I'm back. Hold on. Are we screwed? Oh man, I really hope not. I don't know what just happened. I know it stores digitally, and then it also stores locally on mine and locally on yours in case there's any problems. So I'm inclined to just say let's just push on and hope it got everything. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So uh, this one's written by the same creative team. Um, We pick up where the last issue left off with Johnny Storm flaming on above a group of teenagers on Rockaway Beach. And uh, basically everyone besides Peter and MJ run away screaming, including Liz Allen. And Johnny tries to call to her, but she screams and keeps running. She screams, no! (laughs) And he looks at Mary Jane and asks her to tell Liz he didn't mean to do that. And he didn't know the fire would be attracted to him. And he flies away into the night. So the fire was attracted to him. He didn't just, like, stick his elbow in the flame on accident, not noticing. Right. It's like the bonfire jumped over to him. Okay. Okay. And he ends up back at the Baxter building, and we see him interact with his sister, Sue, just long enough to tell her that he's not going back to high school, and he doesn't want to talk about it. And the next day at school, Liz walks in with Mary Jane as people point and laugh at her. One person says, I heard your boyfriend is hot. And Liz covers her face and cries. And at the end of the day, Johnny is in the parking lot in a beanie. Can I stop you? Yeah. Okay. So is Tandy Bowen uh, uh, like Spider-Man person? Is that like a famous classmate of theirs? Oh, yeah, we see a sign that says Tandy Bowen for class president. Yeah. Um, You know Cloak and Dagger? No. Okay. Well, she's Dagger. It's just like a superhero (laughs) duo. They had a TV show a few years ago. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, Okay, and then, you know, this is a reoccurring theme throughout this issue, but... I think it's really silly that Johnny is, like, so upset about the situation that happened. You know, he's, like, moping to Sue. And 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 then I also think it's silly that they're like, Hey, Liz, your boyfriend, didn't they just, like, meet and all walk up to the bonfire together? Like, how yeah. did anybody even... I, I don't... I just don't get it. Like... They just, I'm sure like, they went as a group of like five friends, even with Kong. So right. anyway, I'm sure they talked off panel, but on panel, we've literally seen him talk to Mary Jane way more than we've ever seen him talk yeah. to Liz. Yeah, I, I, I'm just saying, you know, I said this last <laughs> issue, I really liked all the high school drama. I thought it was like really good and. And I don't know, maybe maybe so far in this one, I'm just having a slightly different feel. I'm thinking, oh, this is this is going to be like silly, silly drama shit again. It's definitely melodramatic. People are acting like, you know, they had more of a relationship. It's like a soap opera. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well put. 
Um, so at the end of the day, Johnny is in the parking lot in a beanie and sunglasses and leaned against a red convertible. And John, I don't know if you know that. That's kind of his thing. He likes sports cars. Yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. So yeah. That doesn't surprise me. And Peter and MJ see him and he says, <laughs> hey, don't freak out. So, so wait a second, Zach. It's okay when Johnny Storm drives a cool sports car and dresses like a huge D-bag. But when Eddie Brock does it, now there's something wrong. I don't when think Johnny, Johnny Storm's Storm sad about girls. When when Johnny Storm's sad about high school girls, it's okay. But when Eddie Brock is sad about high school girls, now there's something wrong with that. Listen, he's doing all the same stuff in like a pretty healthy way. He's not overcompensating for anything. He's not like yeah. talking super negatively about girls. Yeah. Yeah. But that is funny. I don't think they mean to draw that parallel, but it's there. No, I, I don't think so either. Um, he asks about Liz and Mary Jane says that she left at lunch because some idiots were razzing her. And Mary Jane asks Johnny what his deal is. And he says he's not a mutant, but he says he can't tell her any more than that. And if you think maybe he's a mutant, don't worry. He'll tell you about 30 more times in this issue that he's not, <laughs> not so that there's anything wrong with that. It, it, it was kind of funny that, um, yeah, he's like, she's like, are you a mutant? And he's like, no. And then the conversation keeps going and they talk about Liz and she's, and he's like, yeah, she ran away. She's pretty mutant phobic. And he's like, I'm not a mutant. And it's like, shouldn't we be uh, chastising Liz for that instead of, instead of just being like, oh, but I'm not a mutant. So it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. She's going to be like, oh, she's mutant phobic. Okay, that, that, that's kind of messed up. But I'm not a mutant. So. Right. He's not even bothered by it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Peter says he thinks he's read about Johnny somewhere before on some website about superheroes. And Johnny says he hates that site and that he even knows the name of the guy who runs it. And MJ asks if he's a good or bad guy. And Johnny says he's not a bad guy. And then Johnny asks her if Liz is ever going to talk to him again. And MJ says, this is where she says she doesn't know. Liz is kind of mutant phobic. And then Johnny yells, I'm not a mutant. And uh, MJ says, Liz just has some issues and is scared of lots of things. She says, Liz was afraid that she's a mutant. And at first she thought she let Johnny on fire. That kind of gives us a little peek into the psyche of Liz. That is kind of interesting. Are you saying you think she's been worried about being a mutant for a long time maybe, now? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe she is just like nervous that she like is going to like blow stuff up or something. And she's like scared of herself. I don't know. I, it made me feel a little bit bad for Liz when I heard MJ say that. Okay. Well, this girl imagine, also... imagine living in this world, Zach, where so many people have random powers. You know, you like walk by a street corner and, you know, the light goes out and you'd be like, holy shit, did I just make that happen? Like, <laughs> weirder things have happened, you know? Right. So, I don't know. 
my thing is we've already established we don't believe her story that her uncle was a mutant. Oh, yeah, that's right. So this just feels to me like one more lie she would come up with. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's funny. Um, because now the story's changing. Like, why don't you like mutants? Next week it could be some third reason. Yeah. It's just- it's not that I don't like them. I just, I think maybe I even, I even could be one, you know? So I don't not like them. Right. How could she? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it just, it seems like she's just grasping for straws. <laughs> uh, Johnny tells them he's not coming back to school and asks them to pass along a message for Liz to meet him at the Andrew Park playground at five o'clock to talk. And he says, tell her I thought she was cool and cute. Just tell her. Sorry, guys. And he drives off. He's such a dweeb. I think of this is so, like, goofy. But isn't that, isn't it kind of, like, in a way that makes you like him? Um, dude, I he don't feels know. like a dweeb it, in a similar way that Peter he, is a dweeb. He's, he's just, he's only met her for, like, 15 minutes, you know? Yeah. And he's like, I'm dropping out of school. Just tell her, tell her I'm sorry and tell her I like her and just tell her I think she's cute. And, and, and it's like, okay, okay, man. Yeah, we will. In the issues defense later on, he says something like, I haven't been meeting a lot of girls lately because of my power. So oh, no, I have comments for that one too. Okay. He's just like, yeah, later. Yeah. Well, since you brought it up, but later on, he's like, I'm just so sad. I haven't been able. This is how I read his voice. When you read it with like, I'm like, it's just, I'm so sad. I just haven't been able to meet any girls ever since I was a superhero. And I just thought I'd be meeting girls. (laughs) Anyway, I like him. (laughs) I'm just giving him a hard time. He's just a teenager, man. You know? They think everything's the end of the world. John likes him, but you'd be forgiven if you didn't think so. I'm just having fun. (laughs) Um, So he drives off, and Peter asks MJ, is Liz going to meet him? And MJ says, oh, no way. And then she gets (laughs) the idea that Peter should be the one to go and meet him. And she reminds him that Johnny is a big Spider-Man fan and Peter can relate to being down in the dumps. So he should go and put on his costume and give Johnny a pep talk. Not the worst idea. Yeah. What Wolverine should have done to Peter last week. Uh, Wolverine is not. He doesn't care. I just thought of that. Um, So after some convincing, we see a digital clock over the park that reads 517. And Johnny is leaning against the playground when he hears a voice from above him say, uh, hi. And he looks up and he sees Spider-Man, then does a double take. And Peter says, I said hi. And Johnny confusedly says hi back. And Peter asks him if he's all right and makes up a lie that he can sense other superpowered people and was swinging by when he noticed Johnny. And he says he knows he has powers and saw that he was looking down and wanted to make sure he wasn't thinking about doing anything stupid with his powers. And Johnny says that he's just there to meet a girl, but it looks like she blew him off. Do you think MJ even told Liz about this meeting? 
or she was just like, no, you're going as Spider-Man? Or did she give Liz the, the option to go and meet him? See, at first I thought, oh, come on, at least tell Liz, at least give her the option to, like, show some growth and development. And I think that's what the 517 is supposed to indicate. I think they gave Liz, like, a solid 17 minutes to show up, and then Peter jumped in. Oh, okay, I like it. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty good. Um, yeah. That's like that's like a a good leap of logic that I that I think they probably did intend. Yeah, because Peter knew that Johnny would be there at five o'clock. So why did yeah. he wait seventeen minutes? Yeah. And Johnny says it's annoying because he hasn't met any girls since this whole thing started. <laughs> yeah, that's the scene I was referring to. Yeah. And Peter asks what thing. And Johnny says he's not allowed to say, but he'll show him. And his hand suddenly bursts into flames. I said, almost like he's some kind of human torch. And Peter asks if he's a mutant, and Johnny says that he's not, but he can't say any more than that. But he does say not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. Which, once again, is our, like, Seinfeld reference to yeah. that episode about, yeah. And Peter asks him why not, and Johnny says, well, not to bum you out, but basically you. You kind of showed the worst-case scenario as for public perception. Uh, so we're putting together something a bit more palpable. And as they're talking, they hear a boom in the distance and see smoke. And Peter starts to swing towards the danger, saying, I'll see you later. And Johnny calls out to him to wait and says... I'm going to lose this jacket. I love this jacket. And he takes it off and hangs it from the top of the playground and says, nobody steal my jacket. Then flames on and follows Peter while saying, Reed's going to kill me, but what are you going to do? And he arrives as Peter pulls a woman from a burning building. And she says she's the babysitter and the baby is still inside. And Johnny channels the flames out of the building and around himself just long enough for Peter to get in and save the baby. And Johnny flies off and later Peter meets him back at the playground. And Peter asks him if he's okay and Johnny says, okay, that was so awesome. And Johnny says, we saved people. And Peter asked him first time, and Johnny says, yeah, kind of like that. I mean, people in trouble. What and have the Fantastic Four been doing? Probably some science shit. And and actually, that, that kind of brings up a question I meant to ask at the start of the first issue. When, when Sue is like, Reed and I are doing all the work. You guys just sit around and play video games. What should they be doing? You know, like they're not super genius scientists. Right. Yeah, that's so. a good point. <laughs> anyway. So they've just so 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 they haven't been like saving people. They're like really early or, or they've just they just do like science stuff in their issues or I think he he's implying that they have saved people. They probably like closed some gate to the negative zone or something. Okay. But not like on the ground. Right. I think this is his first time, like, seeing the fruits of his labor. Okay. Um, and 
Johnny notices that his jacket is still there and he thinks that's cool. And Peter asks him about his suit and Johnny says it's made to not burn up, but he can't tell Peter what it's made of. Not like he knows anyways. And um, just then cops pull up to the playground and Peter says, we got to go. They're going to blame this on us. And Johnny says, or maybe they just want to say thanks. And we get a close up of Johnny's look of shock as an officer yells, police freeze. And it's implied that the two run off and later they meet back up on a rooftop. And Johnny says, well, there goes my jacket. And Peter tells him half of the people will be glad they're out there helping people and half will be scared out of their minds. And Johnny says, I don't care. It felt good. And Peter says, good, because I was just going to say that that's the trade-off. And Johnny asks him what he means. And Peter says, the girl who didn't come today, the jacket you lost, it's the trade. It's the cost for what you got to do today. And Johnny says, but it's worth it, right? And Peter tells him, well, yeah. And then Johnny thanks him and says to swing by once they go public so they can do this again sometime. And Peter asks, how will I know when you've gone public? And Johnny says, are you kidding me? Before flaming on and flying off into the distance. Peter makes a pretty good superhero mentor, I think. I know. Was was this similar to did Peter get like a speech like this from Daredevil? Is that what No, I'm Daredevil's saying? the one who told him to hang it up and that he was in over his head. He got a similar speech to this from Johnny. From Johnny Storm? Yeah, in that um Ultimate Spider-Man Super Special issue that's now not canon. Did he really? So I think Bendis wanted them to kind of have like a peer relationship, but one of them is kind of mentoring the other one. And mm. since that one got undone, he kind of flipped the roles now because Peter's been a superhero longer at this point. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like that at the end when Johnny's, uh, you know, finding his superhero moral compass. Yeah. And I'll say later in the series, they're going to try and act like, oh, Peter, uh, he's so young. He needs some guidance. He needs to, you know. He can't be flying solo right now. He needs to be paired up with some other superheroes. This is this is like evidence right now. We're not even halfway through the series yet. And he's already like the mentor, not the mentee. Yeah. Just just yeah. a little something to keep in mind. Well, I thought this one uh, was a bit melodramatic. And there were some high school scenes I, I didn't really like, you know. I think maybe it was supposed to be like a funny little like bit that Johnny says a bunch of times throughout this issue. Like I'm not supposed to talk about it or something. Yeah. But, and that he's not a mutant, but I did keep expecting him to, to finally tell us what happened, you know, like I, so I thought he was going to talk about it eventually. You know what I think that is? They want us to read X-Men. Fantastic four. God darn it. Sorry. That's like, I feel like I'm going to do that again. Probably one more time. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic four. Yep. That's what I was going to say is they're trying to sell that book. Yeah. 
Um, well, do you have a scale for this one? I do. So out of 10 things that Liz Allen is afraid of. Oh, wow. That's another good one. Um, I have this one out of 7 out of 10 things Liz Allen is afraid of. I had it at the exact same rating, but I kind of want to go down to six and a half. Really? Yeah. It's like there wasn't that much, you know, Spider-Manning for either of these issues, but I just yeah. felt like the first one was so much funnier and better paced. It, it definitely was. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's what I got. Okay. I wish he was staying at their school. I want to see some more Human Torch Spider-Man stuff. That would be fun, and he should be, right? Because he has to get his diploma from somewhere. Right, or they're just going to give up on that. I'm guessing that storyline's just gone. <laughs> I I think so. Yeah. Um, okay, well, those were both pretty good. Yep. Oh my gosh, am I looking at the next issue correctly? Do we get an Ultimates team-up in the next issue? Uh... Spider-Man, Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man on the cover. Wow. Talk about a treat. And doesn't Spider-Man, like, hate these guys? Hasn't he, like... Didn't he get mixed up with them for some... Like, the Green Goblin stuff? So, I mean, yeah, they did Ultimate Six. Uh, yeah. I hate to spoil this for you, but the title is Strange. And the title is Strange? Oh, my gosh. So I don't know that those particular guys are necessarily going to show up. Oh, you just spoiled it for me. What What is it all a Doctor Strange-like hypnosis? To quote Johnny Storm, I can't talk about it. <laughs> I'm going to swipe ahead really quickly and look. No, just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Okay. I closed out. I'm yeah. not doing that, readers, listeners. I'm going to but- read it. Just like you all next but, week. Yeah. As John alluded next episode, we're in ultimate Spider-Man 70 and 71. Yep. And it's called strange and the ultimates are on the cover. And Zach told us that they're probably not showing up, <laughs> but we'll see, but they might. Um, okay. You got anything else? Uh, anything else? These issues related to talk about? I do not. What have you got for us? I have two things. I had four things, but we already talked about two of them. Better Call Saul and that the Gen V finale, the Gen V finale is like going on right now, which you really should watch. It's, it's like, it's like very good. I'm going to, I don't know if I'll do it before we record (laughs) next time, but that's like top of my list. And then, um, that also makes me think that, yeah, you haven't watched Loki, which is also on tonight, which is also pretty good. But then here's the really interesting thing I'm I was gonna bring up, Zach, and tell me if you already know this, but do do you and Shyla ever watch The Nightmare Before Christmas? Do you know that movie? Yeah, I mean she loves it. I can't get into Tim Burton stuff. Yeah, I, I I'm actually like really put off by the way it, that movie looks. Um Yeah. It scared me as a kid, like to death. <laughs> the way I, I just looked. can't do it. Um, but, but it's pretty good. Elizabeth and I watch it every year cause, cause she really likes it and it's, it's pretty good. But the, um, the main guy, Jack Skellington. Yep. 
Do you know that that's Danny Elfman? And Danny Elfman is the one that like wrote and all the songs to that movie. And do you even know who Danny Elfman is? I do. I'm guessing that you do. Um, but he did the soundtracks for the, all the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. And he did the soundtracks for so much else than that. I mean, I was like going through the movies and they're like Batman movies. And I mean, I, I can't even think of, of all of them right now, but he's done a ton like, but he also did the nightmare before Christmas. So I, so I found that out when Elizabeth and I were watching and she was like, you should talk about that on the pod. And I was like, you know what? I will, I'll bring it up. You want another fun fact about Danny Elfman? Yes, this makes like seven fun facts for the episode. He was the front man for Oingo Boingo. Okay, I don't know what that is, but when I was looking at Wikipedia, I did notice that there were a couple things that were like soundtrack with Oingo Boingo. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. So what is it? Uh, I, I don't listen to them. I just kind of know that they exist and that he was the front man for them. But uh, oh, is it just like a band? I think they were like a new wave band, yeah. Huh. Cool. But yeah, pretty pretty uh he seems like a good dude. Danny Elfman, if you wanna come on the pod. Yeah, welcome. seems real creative, you know. Long yeah. prosperous career. Yeah. He did Edward Scissorhands. I think he's done a bunch of stuff with Tim Burton. Yeah. And he and he may have even done oh yeah, he did. He did the last Doctor Strange movie with Sam Raimi. Interesting. Like, so he's done like a million things. I was like looking at it and I like could not believe all the stuff Danny Elfman has done. So very impressive guy. Yeah, because doesn't Tim Burton like once he finds someone that he likes, he kind of reuses yeah. the same people for his movies? Yeah. 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 Like what's his name? Um Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp. He, yeah, Johnny Depp. He's been in like a million Tim Burton movies, and uh, yeah, yep, yep. Cool. And what was the other thing? No, that was it. Those are my four things: Better Call Saul, Danny Elfman, Gen V, and Loki. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. You got anything interesting for us? I mean, you've <sighs> already given us like so many interesting things, so I don't, I don't want <laughs> it to sound like. Nope, man. I'm, uh, I'm good. Way to way to fight I, through and give us a great episode, Zach. Even though yeah. you're not feeling a hundred percent. Hopefully, both parts of it got saved, or else we're probably doing oh this again. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! We might be listeners. We had some uh, tr- we had some issues here, like halfway through. So hopefully, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. All right. Should I uh, should I send us out? Go for it. Did we add something to uh to Alyssa Seaman's title? Um correspondent correspondence on the ground. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, thank you to Ian Hickey for the music and Alyssa Seaman for her correspondence on the ground and for the artwork. And um thank all of the webheads for listening and re- leaving us a review or a comment. You guys can come and find us on the first read ultimate spider-man podcast on spotify or apple music or anywhere else you'd find podcasts and you can come and leave us a comment on instagram at first read podcast send us an email at first read spidey at gmail.com or find us on youtube first read ultimate spider-man podcast all right see you next week zach see ya